This is Carl Palachuk, and you're listening to the SMB Community Podcast, produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. The MSP Event of the Year is back. This time, it's virtual and free to attend. SureWeb's Accelerate 2020 offers a comprehensive online program to help you gear up for the future of managed services. Industry experts will deliver thought leadership sessions and hands-on workshops on sales, marketing, financials, strategic business planning, and customer engagement. Also available will be one-on-one meetings and fun virtual networking. Want to stay relevant in a disrupted world? Join us from anywhere on October 21st and 22nd. Registration is open at accelerate.sureweb.com. Hi, this is Carl. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by Todd Snap, who is the president of StridePoint LLC. And uh, they they sent me some post-it notes. It's <laughs> in, in this period where we have a lack of events to go to, I had a drastic shortage of post-it notes. And somebody actually posted online like, hey, have you noticed the one thing that, uh, that you don't get as much for free anymore? Post-it notes. And then this showed up in the mail. So <laughs> thanks for the wow. post-it notes. <laughs> I'm glad it worked. So, well, you never know where you're going to touch somebody's life, right? Exactly. So, Todd, welcome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and, uh, you know, how you got where you are? Um, well, yeah, my background is in, um, in IT and IT security. I worked a lot in applications development. And, and um, about 16 years ago, I really started to focus in the security area, mainly because we did, we built a compliance platform. You know, back then it was big to do um, web-based training and compliance. And so uh, my company built that. And then very quickly, um, we got turned into security awareness. Uh, There were organizations that we were doing compliance for needed security awareness courses. And we were doing well with that, but we got asked early on because there was a breach um, I don't know if you remember back in 2004, Paris Hilton had her phone hacked at T-Mobile. Oh, and right, right. A, remember that? It was a social engineering attack that where they hacked her cloud account and they used social engineering tactics. Well, the other telecommunications companies that we actually had a relationship with came to us and they said, hey, could you find out if we're susceptible to that, if we're vulnerable to that same type of attack? And of course, we were a small business, and our answer is always absolutely. You know, we can help <laughs> you, and uh, that's always the answer. And so we said, well, you know, we know how compliance works, we know the rules and the laws, so let's see if we can test them. And um, this was the largest telecommunications company in the world at the time, and and we tested them. And within about two weeks, we had access to every major system at their organization. We had email access, phone access, we had access to directories and data. And this was our first project, and it demonstrated, um, we thought, a gap in the security all, area. I just want to be clear. So all of this was through social engineering? That's right. And that's the important thing is we did not hack systems. We did not hack networks. We did not, what we did was we made phone calls. We sent phishing emails, and we um, visited some of their facilities. And we were able to basically obtain all different types of access. We put up some fake websites and directed people to those. And it really blew our minds because at the time, back in 2004, people were just really starting to talk about social engineering. 
And so we said, you know what, we need to turn our focus a little bit here and look at this specific vulnerability. And that really started our direction to not just provide compliance training, but to do social engineering audits and education. And then over time, that led us uh, to where we are now, which is more of a, a systematic approach to awareness. You know, it's funny, my brother loves to tell the story. We used to have a client that they manage the personnel records for Fortune 500 companies. So, you know, name a company, Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a big, big name, they manage uh -huh. their personnel records. And so uh, they were regularly being audited by their insurance company, by one of their clients, so forth. So we would fill out these like literally 200 page audits for security. I mean, they blocked a helicopter access to the roof and made sure that you couldn't crawl over the, the plenum and get into the server room and all this kind of stuff. Well, one day my brother goes into their office and there's some guy just sitting at their conference table eating popcorn and he starts asking, who's this guy? Who's this guy? Nobody knows who it is. <laughs> it was like, he literally just walked into their office and sat down, you know? And so, you know, it's hard for everybody to think about security all the time. It's not their job. Well, yeah, right? and that really came up a lot. And, and it's like, there's a lot of finger pointing that happens. And when we're trying to breach security, but not through systems, the question is whose responsibility is that? If, if somebody's making phone calls, well, is that IT? Or if a person walks into a facility, like you said, is that IT or is that a different, you know? And so. Luckily, over time, that started to clear up a little bit. But at the time, you know, we, we decided we're just going to try the most common methods that were used at the time. We put up some fake websites. We sent out some emails uh, to employees. We actually had to find all their email addresses first. We had to go get all that. And we just said, you know, sent them an email that said, um, you know, there's been changes to your healthcare, uh, to our healthcare system. You need to make sure that you uh, check here to make sure that you're uh, that it hasn't changed. And so it's like, they're all motivated to find out. They click on the link, it takes them to a page that looks legit and they just start entering passwords and all of those right. just get filtered. And for the bad guys, it just goes straight into their database. Right. So um, what exactly is the service that you offer the, the relay service? Well, so what we found out was that over time we were doing these audits and we were doing, we were getting access and we were doing security awareness training and it's usually annual or quarterly. And we were finding it just wasn't making a difference. It really was not effective. The training was not effective. So we decided a, a few years ago that we were going to develop something that actually would, would have stopped us. And so it would, it would <laughs> stop us or stop the bad guys. And we found out through, science and just through all of our studies that it is really building a culture of security that helps defend against that type of an attack, a, a low-tech social engineering attack. And so we built a micro-learning program that is ongoing. You know, it takes about five minutes a month uh, and it's just little micro-learning tidbits and phishing simulations that come out through the year that's designed to keep a top-of-mind awareness of, of security and that creates a culture. It creates more of a, of a um, social type environment for, the, for people to talk about security, to learn about security and see real world, you know, that matches what's in the news that, and that is more about what they're seeing in, in the real world. And so the Relay program we built is a managed security awareness program. It is, we run it, we manage all the content, it, it is de delivered over time 
And then it's tracked all, you know, it's got a gamification module and it's all tracked back to the administrator so they can see, are my people participating? Are they clicking on links and emails? Are they escalating suspicious activities? The whole goal there is to, to is not just train them, not just to get compliance, which is important, right. not just compliance, but to build an awareness over time. And uh, we found out um, not too long after we developed it that it was really a good fit for MSPs. It, it, when we started talking to, the, to that channel, we realized that that ongoing type of approach really fit better into an MSP stack than annual security awareness training. Right. So, so that's interesting. That way. Uh, you know, back in the day, uh, security used to be that you would put a sticker on the phone that, you know, said, mm-hmm. you know, be careful, loose lip sync shit yeah. or, uh, you know, <laughs> you never know who's yeah. listening, you know, kind of thing. But uh, in an email, you can't put a pop-up on every single email that says, is this a legitimate request? And is that really yeah. your boss? And <laughs> <laughs> well, and the bad guys are really good at it. And that's the thing is they're not just making this up on the fly. They are extremely good at psychology and deception. And so they know what you're looking for and they'll go a different direction. And then when you move over there, they go. And so you have, it's not the kind of thing you can teach somebody once. And like you said, it's not like a sticker or a poster. It has to be um, changing over time. Well, and you know, it's interesting because uh, it used to be that you'd get these emails that would say things like, you know, Oh, I'm trying to contact you, Todd, because uh, you're the last living relative of my client who's got $27 million, blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, hey, we've been trying to get this payment to your bank. Can you verify yeah. you know, that, that it's you, right? And, and, yeah. you're, and even then, it's not even a, uh, an executable link. It's yeah. a document. It's a PDF, right? All you have to do is open it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, and it's, it's so becoming safe. slicker and slicker. Oh yeah, I got um, a text this morning that said I had a PayPal payment that I had not received and, and I, my account hadn't been verified. Click here to verify your account. Well, of course I recognize that, but you know, a lot of people would think, what is this? And click on the link to see what it is and not realize that that's a way of capturing information. Right. Well, and that's the key to success because you think, well, I'll click it, but I won't, I would never enter my username and password on, and under those circumstances but it's the click that they care about, right? It is, that captures, the click itself captures a lot. Um, I've got a lot of people who come to me and say, man, I love playing games with these bad guys. If they send me a phishing email, I'll click on the link and I'll mess with them. Or if somebody calls me and and they're trying to deceive me, I'll play with them. And my answer to that is they're professional, uh, they're professional thieves. You're just a regular person. Uh, Don't mess with it. It's even touching it at all puts you at some risk. Well, and nowadays with ransomware, where they are able to get in some cases hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars, they have a budget to hire really smart IT people, right? That, this is no longer this. This is no twelve-year-old hacker in the basement. <laughs> well, there are companies. There are companies out there that do ransomware. They're not in the United States, but they. Um, I've seen people give coupons that say for your next ransom, I mean, it's dead serious. They say, we got you this time. Here's a coupon for your next ransomware because obviously um, if you pay and they release your data, um, they know that people will pay next time. Right. And it's a scary thing. Well, and the next iteration is the whole, uh, you know, holding it uh, hostage like, hey, if you don't pay us, 
we're going to give your competition this data or yeah. we're going to put it in the newspaper or whatever. So absolutely. And really the best defense against ransomware still is of course not to fall for email phishing and to back up your data. It's not difficult. It's not, it, you know, it, but it, it has to be consistent. It, you know, it has to be, you can't just back up once a month and defend against ransomware. You can't just, you know, send one training out and defend. It takes, it takes more than that. Right. So tell me about the managed piece of this. What, what, what kinds of things are you doing? Uh, like, let's say for somebody who's got a 25 user uh, MSP account. Um, so the, the managed part, what that means is it used to be, and it still is for a lot of the, lot of the security awareness companies, it's a library. What they're, what they're selling is a library of courses. And that's good. And those courses are good, but that's more of a compliance mentality. Managed means we are delivering, we are, we are building and delivering this micro learning over time. And we're going to do that for as long as you're on the program. And we're building and delivering simulated emails and tracking the activity on those as opposed to the MSP having to go find a course and assign it and, and send it to their people and track and follow up um, or build a phishing email and send it out and track it. Uh, what the managed part is, is we do that for the MSP. We manage all of the content. Um, of course, they still can see it and have control over it and they can, and, and they actually have private labeling so it can go through them and they can, uh, it can pass through them to their client. But for an MSP, to their clients, they are going to basically have an offering where they can deliver their clients private labeled content, ongoing content for security awareness and phishing simulation, gamification, and all of those, all the tools that go with it without the overhead. Um, and that's, that's the biggest part of it. The other part is that it's a multi-tenant, you know, they can do all their multi-tenant control, all the billing right. integration. And that to, to us is really what we found out. We, the first versions of Relay was really, um, just a managed program, but we found out from our MSP community that in order to really lower their overhead, it had to be multi-tenant. It had to be one single interface. It had to have centralized user integration so that it could connect to, uh, you know, whatever their managed service is. Um, it had to have billing integration. Um, so that's the kind of thing we had to build. And that's why we talk so strongly about that. This is really uh, the first time that security awareness was built to work for the MSP to to fit into their stack. Right. So um, I, I get the the uh, simulated phishing. Right? Yeah. You, I you I totally get that. Uh, what's the micro education? Well, so what that is instead of building a course, you know, it's, often it's a twenty five to forty five minute course, or they'll put out twenty minute courses every quarter. Instead of that course concept, what we're doing is sending out just micro learning sessions. So for example, um, a, at the user level, um, and this is all, there's no accounts, this is all frictionless, it's all just push. So it's just an email they receive and it's to a session and, and the session might just be about smishing or it might just be about, it might be about the news. So for example, a you know, big Twitter hack happened. Well, it might just be a two and a half minute video explaining what happened to Twitter. It might be an interview that we do with somebody. It might be a, a little three-minute podcast. And so it's a lot of different types of media, and it's designed scientifically to be touching those users with the same kind of content in different ways and spread out over time. And so that's the, the micro-learning is always less than three minutes. Every session we send out is two and a half minutes usually. And then every once in a while, they'll get a quiz, and it's just a quick little quiz. 
every once in a while they get a, they don't know it, but they've received a phishing simulation and we track if they clicked a link or if they downloaded an attachment and executed it. So that, so the micro learning content is really just about taking this, instead of having this hour long session or these longer sessions, it's about three to five minutes a month of little video snippets, but that are educating on current topics. And so um, how do you monitor this? Do you say that you expect uh, the average employee to open whatever X percent of these and to watch Y percent of the videos, uh, that sort of thing? Yeah, what we do really is we just track participation and we track events. And so these things are all just going out and the user is not required to, to watch the video the moment they get it. They just, they're just being tracked on whether they caught up. So if they get a couple behind, then that shows up as, they're, 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 as a lack of participation and they need to catch up. And every month they get a message that says, hey, you're behind, catch up here. And so it's all about just keeping caught up and that's all tracked in the dashboard. So the MSP has a dashboard that shows all of their clients and they see, uh, and the client can see it as well. They're, they're able to see their own, but they're able to see their participation rates. They're able to see their quiz scores. They're able to see if they clicked on links and emails, if they finished the remediation. And, and when did. you say a client can monitor, let's say their dashboard, red, green, mm -hmm. yellow, um, yeah. would that be just the primary content? Or the it's an administrator. Owner. Yeah, it would be. Now there can be as many administrators as the client wants or the MSP, but it is an administrator function. The user gets a monthly scorecard. So the user will get a if they're if the gamification is turned on, then they'll get their badges and they'll get their score and they'll get any and they'll get where they are. You know, okay, you're two behind. You need to catch up. Here's some links. Or um, you're doing great. You're all caught up. Way to go. And so, yeah, the user has a little bit of insight only from an email perspective. The administrator has a dashboard, and then the MSP has this multi-tenant dashboard to, to oversee all of their clients. So I have, a, I have an idea for you that you can hey, implement when you get time, okay? I'll take it. It's reverse uh, uh, scaling of the price. So the price starts out really expensive. Uh -huh. So the MSP might charge, I don't know, $20 a user per month, but... Uh -huh when they get a certain level of compliance, their price goes down, down, down. And so the goal is to get them to whatever your low, whatever your current pricing is. <laughs> so it's like a but, Dutch auction. But in the meantime, they make a yeah. bunch of money off of people until they get their compliance underway. So you want, you're wanting a piece of this action, aren't you? This is, <laughs> this is a good idea, but uh, yeah. no, that's actually really good. I like the, cause that's the idea is to motivate. Is right. that, you know, cause that's the problem is that, you know, you can run the program, but if people don't participate, what's the use? Right. Well, and I think we've sold security very often, and I think too often, as a scare them and they'll suddenly be compliant. You know, yeah. it's like, I can't tell you how many uh, presentations I've seen in the last 30 years over, you know, oh, viruses will kill you, and here's X percent, and if you lose your data, you're going to go out of business, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but that message just doesn't work, right? <laughs> yeah, well, and that's, and you're exactly right that, that um, information and awareness are not the same. Education and awareness are not the same. Compliance and, and awareness. Are, awareness is the, the best defense against a security breach because people have to know what's coming at them and they have to know how to defend against it. And it's not just facts. It's not statistics. It's not just scare tactics. Um, it's just because you put a huge label warning on something doesn't mean the person still doesn't want to use it. And so you have to let people know the, the consequences and you have to let them know the tactics. Everybody wants to defend against deception. Everybody 
you know, nobody wants to get duped. But right. um, the only way, you know, just telling them uh, don't get duped doesn't help <laughs> anything. You know, and so you yeah. have to say, here's what's going to happen. And they recognize it. Not only do they recognize it, but they tell each other about it. And they, they're communicating with each other. And that just really, it just really helps to, to not make this about checking a box. It's more about your, your people are becoming your defense mechanism. Well, and, you know, today, like I said, it, it's one thing to say it's ransomware and you might lose money, but it's another thing that your data could be out there um, made public, right? I mean, yeah. especially with publicly traded companies. But mm-hmm. um, are there levels of uh, information that you try to collect or is it all kind of the same for everybody? As far as the, as far as the program? Yeah, like, I mean, can, can you buy it at a low, medium, and high level of uh, security? Right now, components? it is designed to really, ha- everything's really included right now. It's really designed, or because it is this ongoing program, um, all of those features are built in. And so you can turn off and on gamification. Right now, we haven't made that premium. It's just included, and it's up to the MSP to turn it on or off. Um, our you know, email phishing, even. You can, you can just do the microlearning without email phishing. You can even turn those things off and on uh, when you want. And so right now there aren't really, there's not like this uh, gold and premium you know, levels. It's more um, just built in. It's a set, of, it's a tool set. Uh, and, but it's all about our content. It's all about the content pushing through and the MSP being able to just um, take care of their clients without having to manage the program. And uh, does the, um, client need to manage it in the terms of like when I hire somebody is part of my ongoing, my, my onboarding to give you the new email address or how that's, does that work? That can be done in a few different ways. It can be managed manually, obviously, but uh, we do integrate uh, with Active Directory and with Office 365, ConnectWise Manage. And, we, and so for the MSP side, they can integrate all of their clients' users. The client themselves could manage their users or integrate with their own. Um, directory services. Right. And, and, and then, how is it uh, priced? Is it per endpoint or per client or in It's basically per user per month. And so we, you know, we um, offer, uh, you know, offer, you know, a hefty discount to the MSPs and we really sell right now primarily through MSPs and at the, um, the user level of their clients, 500, you know, up to 500 users, we don't touch them. And so we let the MSPs own that space. And the goal there was to try to earn the trust of the MSP because I, we've heard a lot about the MSPs dealing with security awareness and feeling like their customers were getting uh, taken from them or it was being, uh, they were going direct. And so we wanted to make sure we have a relationship with the MSPs where um, they own those customers. Right. So you got a very strong channel program. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's our focus. And so walk me through a little bit of... Um, uh, how do I sell this? Like, do I sit down with the MSP and say, you know, oh, and now let me show you this chart. And, you know, uh, uh, so to, to the MSPs, our best way, I mean, of course, we show them our product and we have an NFR program. So, you know, we offer any MSP uh, the ability to use our product internally at no charge. And so that the goal of that is, first of all, we found that a lot of MSPs don't have security awareness, and uh, sadly. And so this offers them the ability to do that. Um, and then learn it, understand it so that they can then sell it to their clients. And so we usually, I mean, really it's just a matter usually of seeing the dashboard, seeing the MSP interface, and then onboarding your users. All right. I want to make sure we get your website out there. 
uh, and it would be stridepoint.com, uh, just the way it sounds. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the product that we're talking about today is Relay, which is relayaware.com. Mm -hmm. uh, very cool. And, and um, do you primarily just work with one person, like your primary contact, um, uh, and then they give you permission to uh, send things out to all the employees? Yes, in fact, the way it has usually worked, if we're doing, if we're talking to um, uh, the channel, uh, usually we're dealing with the MSP and we're helping them to onboard their clients. Um, if we're dealing with it directly to a client, then it is the administrator. Usually it's the, you know, the person in charge of their security awareness or their IT manager, uh, CIO or that type of thing. And so those people are the ones who will receive the initial administrator login and be able to connect everything, uh, set it up and turn it on because they're the ones who say go, you know, and so right. what we'll do is we'll whitelist, we'll whitelist our emails. So when we send messages, they're received and then they can click the button to say, start the program or click the button to say, start sending um, these fit simulated phishing. And uh, so the, the initial is to an administrator at the, at the client. And then um, the, um, the rest of it really is up to them, but we support them. We have a, we have a program basically just to help them uh, to make sure it gets socialized to all their people. You know, it's interesting. I would say if I were to pick one client over the years so that, I, that is the most paranoid about security, uh, she would literally, I'd be, you know, talking to her on the phone and I'd say, okay, I'm going to open a remote session into your system. And I'm on the phone with her and she would say, something just popped up on my screen. Was that you? Right. I'm like, I just like finished the sentence, right? Sentence. And, and so, but she's the one person that during their super, super busy season, you know, she would forward me an email. She said, I kind of want to click on this, but it looks, it looks fishy to me. Right. And it yeah. turns out it was like, absolutely don't click on that. Right. Yeah. But she was tempted, you know, the most paranoid person I know. Well, yeah, it's like, should I she, she was overwhelmed with all the other stuff going on in her business at the moment. Yeah. Well, and you're right. And that's the way, and it's so tempting. I mean, people who, who've been um, defrauded before, they still, you know, are tempted in the, you know, they, it doesn't. And so that's because the tactics are changing so much. They, they're looking to recognize the tactics and they don't. It's like, oh no, right. this is totally different than the last time, or this is a, this is a weird thing. Or, um, you know, that's, that's the problem is that you can't just tell them don't click on links and emails because they do all day long and you have to know which ones and how do I recognize it and what are the tactics and you, but you nailed it. I think that they're tempted even though they're, they're suspicious. Right. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I know I shouldn't, but you know, ah, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so uh, you mentioned the changing techniques, which is so true because it's like, this is an ever evolving thing. How often do you update what you are sending out? We are, we are creating content weekly. And so we, what we do is if there's a significant news event that comes out related to a breach or to a tactic, we, um, we will send it out within days. So two or three days later, we'll send out a session. Of course, the, the sessions don't come out every week necessarily, but the next time they receive a session, it will be about that event. And right. then, so we're always writing content. We are usually about um, 60 to 90 days ahead, and then we'll insert news events. And so we're, we're writing new content on a weekly basis. Very cool. So um, do you uh, have a, a, can you give us a sense of where this starts with regard to uh, bulk pricing? 
Um, yeah, basically what we what we are trying to do is the, the product itself is uh, a, a dollar per user to the to the reseller, and it's dollar uh, fifty to two dollars per user for to the end user client. So we're we're trying to allow for a market, but it is really a dollar a user per month. Um, and, and I I invoice my clients. Yes. Right. So I could yes. just roll that into my silver yes. bundle or whatever I wanted to do. That's really one of the major goals, and I'm glad you brought that up, about us trying to build a channel program is because we wanted to make it so that it could be added to a value add to a security package. And we've heard that a lot where it's like they're building a, a, a security bundle and they want to make sure security awareness is in there. And this is just a real, um, it's, it's a real good product to fit into that because it doesn't require managing it all the way along. They can license their people, get them on it, and it fits in with the other types of products in that stack. But you're exactly right. It is designed for them to bill either to add it as a value add or to market it. So what do you say to uh, IT consultants who are worried that if I deploy this to whatever, a thousand endpoints, I've just increased my workload because all those people are going to be phoning me or emailing me and saying, was this you? Was this legit? Was this you? Yeah. Well, yeah. And the first thing we did, you know, we, we wanted to take away the, the first set is taking away the LMS overhead where, you know, when you're doing security awareness training and all the password resets and account management and all that and managing. So we took that away and it, this should not increase the security awareness overhead. Um, the questions about those things are designed to be able to go to that client's leadership and, and make sure that their leadership is aware of what's, because they're, they're able to see also what's going out. And so they actually, the client is able to see and be able to answer questions as well. So it doesn't have to roll up to the MSP. They're able to say, oh yes, this was efficient simulation. You caught it. Um, right. We actually have a place for them to quarantine. So if, if a user at the client level um, forwards that message to our quarantine, well, they get a message back that says, okay, you got it. You know, so you, the user themselves can say, you know, you caught us, nice job, or um, thank you, this was not one of our simulated attempts. So thank you, this has been quarantined and is being researched. Ah, yeah, very good. So they feel like they're participating in that security. Oh yeah, that's report. the whole goal. I mean, we found in all of our years, like I said, 16 years we've been doing these audits, the number one thing without question that, helps an organization be secure is their users being willing to escalate when they feel suspicious activities have happened and it's received warmly by far. If right. an organization is accepting suspicious activities, accepting those alerts warmly and giving and rewarding their people, it makes the biggest difference in that organization's security that we've found. And that's what this is. This is designed to reward that. Very good. Todd Snap uh, from uh, stridepoint.com. Thank you for being here. I certainly appreciate it. This has been another SMB Community Podcast. All righty. That's it. That's all there is to it. I enjoyed uh, that. Yeah. Uh, these things go so fast. <laughs> yeah, they do. It does. The time did go fast. So I, I, I love the half hour format, you know. It just Yeah. Felt like it wasn't too little, wasn't too much. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So you're in Tampa. Um, yeah. You know, my uh, brother and his wife are in Clearwater. Yeah. And it's, uh, so her name's Laura. So she gets, I put a thing on Facebook. She gets a badge for having her birthday be the name of a hurricane. She gets another badge for, <laughs> uh, you know, 
celebrating uh, her birthday during a hurricane. So. Wow, yeah. I'll tell you, we're ready for those to stop now, but um, we've got the fires on the West Coast and the hurricanes on the East, and it's hitting us on both sides, but uh, we'll hope it slows down a little bit. Yeah, well, the weather's, it's got to get better. The thing is, a lot of people don't know this, in Sacramento, mm -hmm. we are at the beginning of the fire season. Oh, wow. The fire season is September through November, so... <laughs> oh man well i hope that hopefully that that, that doesn't bode well but hopefully that uh it's well, just we, early this we year. may not have any forests left when it's when we get to the end yeah. of october <laughs> well uh, um yeah it's a scary thing it's just it's scary every morning when i check the news it's that's number one it's just uh, it's bad news i'm glad it's not too close to you no it's it's not too bad uh <clears throat> but my daughter's wedding is in three weeks, and of course, mm -hmm. it's going to be outside and distance. Oh, wow. and so I'm, I'm hoping it'll be nice, clear air that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just can, all you can do is hope for it. So, all right. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, I will yeah. send you a note to let you know when Great. this gets posted. Um, and with luck, we'll do it again sometime. I enjoyed it. Really enjoyed talking to you. We'll, we'll see you again soon. All right. Thank you, sir. Take it easy. Thanks, Carl. Have a good uh, one. Bye -bye. See you. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.